0: I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way, a podcast about the quiet goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. This is a space where we're learning the inefficient gifts of rest, of prayer, and the practice of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. This is a space where we practice paying attention to what's real, the true thing deep down underneath the surface where love lives. Remembering that sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. I'm grateful you're here making space to be reminded. This is episode 81, the practice of letting go. Let's go the slow way. One of my older boys has a standing activity every Thursday night at 7, 20 minutes away. In the last month of driving him, I've missed the exit, gotten turned around, or simply forgotten to notice where we were as we drove. This happened three out of four weeks. The last time we arrived late, I made a decision that I should no longer be driving him to this particular activity. Chris is taking this one over. Here's the thing. I balance a lot of tasks every day, moving from my writing work to youth ministry work, from specialized therapeutic interventions for my youngest son, to teenage angst and middle school algebra. And I'm grateful I can make those moves. I'm also grateful that most of the cognitive functioning challenges I faced after my concussions in 2019 have eased, but still there are things I lost that may never come back. Oddly, making clear decisions while driving is one of them. Don't get me wrong, I haven't had a car accident since 2011, I'm not a danger on the road. It's taking the right exit, it's brain fog. It's an inability to talk and make directional decisions at the same time. I simply don't multitask while driving very well these days. Brains are amazing and tender, and mine has changed. Not massively. I'm grateful my personality is the same. I laugh at the same jokes, and while not quite as quick as I used to be, I can still crack my own. But my brain doesn't hold all the words it used to hold. They escape me often. I wrote much of Blessed Are the Rest of Us with a Google tab open so I could quickly type in the question, what is the word that means blank? These days, my thinking and reacting is just different than it used to be. And at only 44, maybe I'm learning to accept this at an earlier age than most It's humbling to admit that I'm not completely trustworthy to get my kid to his Thursday night commitment on time or that I can't keep up with all the tasks I used to. I don't, quote, make it look easy anymore. What do we do with our own weaknesses? What does it mean to embrace our limits with gentle acceptance, even if it aches to do so? I've been listening to a song called Late Cotopeque on the Brilliance's newest album, Fill It. Its lyrical simplicity moves me every time I listen. It's a wisdom song, instructions on how to live well, instructions on how to say goodbye. It says, use all your tears and all your pain with the softness of a sculptor. And if you make a big mistake, have the courage to start over. Never give up on the people that you love and know this life is learning to let go. Is it true that this life is learning to let go? I'm certain that the longer we live in a world propelled by time, wisdom will teach us the work of surrender. We who get to live long enough to age will be invited more and more deeply to the practice of learning to let go. This season of epiphany, the illumination of light and the darkness is fitting for that reminder. We humans exist within time and because we're bound to time, we must learn to surrender to its movement in our lives. In his book, For the life of the world, Alexander Schmemann suggests that, quote, all philosophy, all religion is ultimately an attempt to solve the problem of time. Is time a problem to be solved? Schmemann explains that, quote, through time we experience life as possibility, growth, fulfillment, as a movement toward a future. Through time, On the other hand, all future is dissolved. By itself, time is nothing but a line of telegraph poles strung out in the distance, and at some point along the way is our death. Fun. I bet you hope to show up here and read about your life as outstretched telegraph poles, one of which is your death. Okay, so let's take this image outstretched telegraph poles of time. What does it mean for us to practice the kind of faith that takes this reality, that we are all humans living in a moment of time and allows that knowledge to shape our encounters with the creator of time itself? How do we live as though this life is learning to let go? Letting go as I'm learning the practice at this point in my life, is staring our weaknesses in the face, choosing humility, and embracing our belovedness in the midst of those very real weaknesses. When I worry about missing my exits or forgetting words in a career where remembering words is my literal job, my instinct is to jump to a future I fear. If I can't do this small task now, will I be reliable to the people I love in 20 years? Will I be a grandmother who can't help out when my kids need me? Will my brain be that much weaker, unable to do the writing and speaking I long to do with my life? And even those thoughts require surrender. Embracing my weaknesses means reminding myself that I cannot control my body, that I can love her whatever she decides to do or be for me as I move closer and closer to the telegraph poles in the distance. I am only this human body and soul, loved by God and present in this space and time. Surrender is the work of naming my weaknesses and allowing them to drag me to the love of God, where I am fully known, fully myself with or without my abilities, usefulness, or performance. Surrender is part of the story of wholeness. Surrender is the way we lean into hope, remembering that we are not good because of what we do. We are good because to be human is to be a created, creative soul, capable of loving and being loved. It's how the psalmist was able to write, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. While I am what I am, human, here in the reality of time, I will offer myself to the care and keeping of love. Later, in his same chapter called The Time of Mission, Schmemann explains the work of surrender as coming into the presence of Christ, quote, to offer him our time. In that surrender, time itself becomes full of Christ's very own self, who, quote, heals it. How does Christ heal it? I submit to C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity for this one. Quote, If you picture time, as a straight line along which we have to travel, then you must picture God as the whole page on which the line is drawn. God, from above or outside or all around, contains the whole line and sees it all. End quote. And if God contains the entire line of time and sees it all, then we are never far from the healing work of God's love which holds the very telegraph poles in an already there, already loving hand. Slow practice. Let's use our imaginations to pray today, starting with a big, deep breath. In. In out. Close your eyes and begin to imagine a big page of butcher paper spread across a table. Imagine a long row of tiny 3D telegraph poles popping up along that butcher paper. Imagine them like a sketch come to life, popping up and out of the page. Now, place your tiny illustrated self on that illustration. In other words, you are a 3D image on the page, much smaller than the sketched 3D telegraph poles. As you walk toward one pole, you can see a long line of poles in the distance. You are small on this sketch of time, and you are always moving along it. Now imagine the butcher paper is longer on both sides than the table where your tiny illustrated self is walking. An endless rolled out sheet of poles behind and ahead of you. Your tiny walking body stops and bends down to touch the ground you walk on. That paper, the sheet on which the poles are drawn, the ground you stand on, isn't ground at all. It's the one who is beyond time, beyond your small life, the one who holds you and the poles up. Take some time to consider this. What do you feel about this idea? You are walking along a path and that path is drawn on the very person of God walking along on the divine? What comes to mind when you imagine your life this way? Do you imagine God wants to say to you about what it means to be the paper on which the line of time is drawn? God want to say to you about your weaknesses here in the midst of time? When you're ready, close with this prayer. Like the psalmist Lord, teach me to number my days, that I may gain A heart of wisdom. Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us. We're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. And that, friends, is no small thing. As always, thank you to Angelina Marie editing this podcast. I want you to know that this coming February 24th, I'm offering an interactive online workshop for my paid subscribers. It's called Embracing Our Limits, Discovering Our Wholeness. It's an hour on a Saturday morning to work through some of the themes of my new book. You can find the link in my show notes to learn more. I'll be offering more opportunities like these, including an online book club to read through my book together this spring for my paid subscribers. It's just $5 a month, and I'd love for you to join the community. Also, you can pre-order Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole right now at Baker Bookhouse, where it's 40% off the price of other booksellers. My first 200 pre-orders over there will receive a signed copy and a fun little gift from me. So check my show notes for a link. Also, while you're thinking about pre-ordering the book, why don't you share this podcast or my Substack letter with a friend who you think might enjoy it. Subscribing and sharing goes a long way. You can follow me on threads or Instagram at Micah Boyette or just meet me back here next week. I'd love for you to do that too. See you then.